0: Hey, hello, and what's up, y'all? You're listening to the Cultivated Vegan Podcast, Season 2, Episode 5. In today's episode, I discuss the problem with the fake-it-till-you-make-it culture and how to avoid living a life that's for display purposes only. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Cultivated Vegan Podcast, where healthy is more than just how much you weigh and what size you wear. I am your host, Sharonda Berry, here to teach you to redefine your idea of health by viewing this from a holistic perspective. I do this by cultivating what I consider to be the six C's of holistic health faith, food, fitness, family, finances, and fun. So if you're ready to free yourself from those toxic attachments, and unhealthy habits. Let's dive in. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast, guys. Today's episode is a bit different from past ones. Research shows listeners like catchy and marketable titles. They like numbers and lists, how tos, three ways to do this, five habits of this, how to do this, how to do that. Well, I don't have that today. I have one topic, one tip, one phrase, whatever you like to call it, for display purposes only. That's the title of today's message, for display purposes only. Now, I may date myself with this, but when I was young, we used to go to something called a store. Okay. now this store was a physical building, brick and mortar. (laughs) We'd buy everything from clothing to appliances to furniture, et cetera, et cetera. You know, because now you just click a button and everything comes to you. They send this big drone and drops it off at your front door and all that good stuff. But when I was little, you know, we had to go to stores and things. Now, what was common practice, if you wanted to buy something, you'd have this thing called a display that would show the item up close and personal so that you'd get an idea of what you were buying. For example, if you wanted to buy a TV, if you wanted to buy a radio, an iron, a vacuum, whatever it was, you could go to this store and they'd have a display of the item so that you can look at it up close and personal. You can get an idea of what you're buying. There was no substance, however, no content, no value It was just looks, for example. Now, this display item would be permanently fixed or attached to something so that somebody couldn't pick it up and walk it off. But as you could tell from touching the item, even if they did manage to walk off with it, they only had a shell. It was nothing of value there because it was just hollow. You know, it was an iron, but it wasn't heavy. It was just the shell of an iron. If It was a vacuum. It was no motor in it. It was just a shell of the vacuum. Anyone could walk up to the display, and let me say this again, and take it because the display had no value. Its only purpose was to show you what the item was supposed to look like. How does this relate to our health, queen? Well, I'm glad you asked. I thought it relates today in this present space of health because we do the same thing. we have adapted or adopted a for display purpose only culture hmm that has resulted in us permanently living a fake it till you make it state let me get to, let me go a little deeper. We have become so good, so efficient at faking it that I think we've even forgotten about making it. We are so comfortable with faking it. We've become complacent with smoking mirrors, living a life with little to no value. We give the illusion of happiness without the joy, the appearance of wealth without actual financial security, and the look of health all while we're dying on the inside. Our appearances are mere shells and we are walking in the hollow vessels. Mm-hmm. And we have become okay with that. Let me elaborate, all right? Instead of working toward clear skin, healthy skin, radiant skin, we lather three, four, five layers of makeup, highlighter, bronzer, etc., etc. We hide behind it. Instead of addressing dark circles under our eyes, we conceal them. Now, dark circles may not be anything serious. It could just be a lack of sleep, could be a family history, or it could be a need to detox our liver. But who cares if we got the right concealer, right? Instead of clearing up acne, we cover it now. Acne could be nothing serious as well, but it could be, it could come from excess dairy ingestion. It can come from stress, or it too can come from a need to t- detox your liver. All of which can be signs of unhealthy body. But who cares when you can just lay a foundation, right? Hmm? We spend hundreds of dollars on wigs each year to cover up alopecia, to cover up thinning edges, to cover up our slow growing or non-growing hair, which also could be health related. But why bother going through the problem of finding a root cause when we can just cover it up? Who will know? Who's going to know? They're never going to know. <laughs> Instead of trying to reduce excess belly fat, we buy waist shapers, waist snitchers, cinchers, waist snatchers, <laughs> and now we're even wearing fajas, which used to be for people who had cosmetic surgery or BBLs. Now we're wearing them as undergarments. Millions of dollars are spent each year on makeup, shapewear, and wigs. Oh my! Makeup and shapewear and wigs. Oh, my. (laughs) But ask someone to buy an organic produce and they will lose their flipping minds. Suggest to someone a healthy lifestyle. And what's the first thing they say? Oh, that's too expensive. Oh, you're doing too much. Oh, it doesn't take all of that. Now, I'm not opposed to makeup because I like my fancy. And I'm known to rock a wig here and there. And I even have purchased some shapewear myself. But beating our face to the gods and snatching our waist into a Coca-Cola shape all while constricting our breathing will not help our health if our liver needs cleansing, if our gut needs detoxing, or if our arteries are clogged. Our bodies are trying to tell us it's unhealthy and we keep ignoring it. We are content with overlooking and masking symptoms. We are content with just being for display purposes only. Now, there was a study done with men and women with excess body fat, and it was um, published in the everydayhealth.com. The study showed population of people who were obese and then those who were not necessarily obese, but they just had excess belly fat, you know, muffin tops, spare tires, beer bellies, whatever you want to call it. The study showed that Men with normal uh, MBIs or body mass indexes were more than twice as likely to die as men who were obese. And women with normal BMIs, did I say MBIs? (laughs) And women with normal BMIs, but had excess belly fat, had a 32% higher risk of death. You know, just had that spare tire. They had skinny legs, thin arms, but just excess body fat, I mean belly fat. The men, um, they were twice as likely to die. And women had a 32% higher risk of mortality. There was a study published March 6, 2018 in an issue of the um, Journal of American Heart Association that involved 500,000 people, men and women, ages 40 to 69. Now this study was done in the UK and it involved both men and women over a seven year period. Now over the seven years that they followed these men and women, they found that those who had excess abdominal weight as compared to men and women who were just heavier overall increased their risk of heart attack by 10 to 20%. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Men and women. Who had excess belly fat. Were 10 to 20%. Greater risk of having heart attacks. Those are facts. But we're not interested in. Shrinking our midsection. Because it's too hard. It's too much work. We don't have time. Because I had kids. Because we're more comfortable. With compressing it. For a special event or a special occasion, it's easier to wear a girdle for a few hours while we go to a wedding, our class reunion, a fancy dinner, etc. and give the illusion of a smaller waistline than it is to actually put in the work to obtain one. But at the end of the day, after the waist shaper comes off, the excess body fat is still there and so is that risk or increased risk there is of heart attack, heart disease, diabetes, and even death. That's why I like us to think about our health from a different perspective. We think about it um, when we think about it with Vanity in mind we get phrases Like I'm proud of the way I look I'm not trying to be skinny I'm proud of My roads. I won't let you shame me I'm not going to let you try to let Make me fit into some standard of beauty Blah 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 excuses 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 then there's always Somebody on social media who's Unhealthy and overweight Touting how proud they are Of who they are and nobody's Going to make them feel bad about it and they Get thousands and hundreds and thousands of Hundreds of likes but it does not change the fact that at the end of the day sis you unhealthy you can be as proud as you want to be but at the end of the day you are unhealthy and the numbers and the facts don't lie here at the cultivated vegan we believe there's no one size fit all cookie cutter standard of beauty however we also base health on facts and not feelings I'm all about fostering self-worth. I'm all about cultivating self-confidence and self-esteem. However, there is a such thing as the truth and we must walk in it. How can I live a life that's greater than for display purposes only? This is like I said earlier, this is not a three-step m- better health episode. This is not a five days to a healthier you podcast. This is a I'm going to redefine your idea of health. Let's cultivate a new mindset. Let's change the way we think about our health episode. What is the most important thing in your life? For many of us, it's different things. I know for me, it's being a mother. Although my son is a full grown man, uh, full grown man, I mean, at least in his mind, never mind. I just love the idea of being here to continue to watch him mature and succeed. See him as he maneuver life, as he gets married, become the father, become a speaker, become a preacher. That's the inside joke. I want to watch my grandchildren grow up. I want to be an active grandparent. More importantly, I want to remain independent in my senior years without Alzheimer's, without dementia, without canes, walkers, and wheelchairs, without swollen ankles and amputation. Those things are not the norm, but we have normalized them. However, they are not the norm. I refuse to be a burden on my family or be placed in a nursing home. I will not live out my years being dependent on somebody else. I will live out my years independent with my health and finances intact. There are two biggest regrets I hear from my patients every day, and I've said it over and over again. They say, I wish I had treated my body better. I wish I had treated my money better. And I do not want to be a senior citizen and having to choose between buying groceries, buying meds, and paying rent. What we do with our bodies today matters later. Or in the cultivated vegan fashion, the seeds we sow in our garden of health, we will reap the harvest later. What are you planting? First of all, we have to put ourselves as the center of focus. I remember years ago, I was almost offended and I felt like I should have been offended. And to this day, I still don't know why I wasn't offended i was talking with a co-worker and she asked me about my vegan journey we're sitting at the nursing station and i was telling her what cho- you know what made me become vegan and and my health journey and then she looked at me and she said well that all sounds good but i i can never be vegan because you just too skinny i'm trying to get me a man and don't nobody um no no what she say nobody wants a bone but a dog I I can't believe I'm still laughing at this. Like, she just literally called me a bone or a dog or whatever. A bone. Like, she couldn't be vegan because I'm too skinny. And nobody wants a bone but a dog. I'm trying to find a man. Now, this is coming from a sister who's definitely considered to be thick by most men's standards. And she definitely, you know, she catch some glances when she walks into a room. Nobody can deny that. But she's also someone who can't even stand for long periods of time at work. Can't bend over for exter- uh, extended periods of time. Can't perform a lot of our tasks because they require too much physical exertion. Can't walk fast or run or, you know, do a lot of the physical things. So can somebody say priorities, please? Why is your interest on getting a man superseding your interest on walking without being short of breath? You see, at the end of the day, my focus is on being the healthiest version of me that I can possibly be. And whatever size that ends up being, oh, well. I mean, you know, your girl lifting some weights, she's doing some squats because I want to develop some glutes and enhance some areas. But I'm OK that I'm not a thick woman. Then and I'll never be a thick woman. And it's all right. I'm not going to go sit around eating myself into a junk food coma so that I can be attractive to some man. The man for me will be a thick, uh, attracted to a thinner frame woman. Point, point blank, period. The focus will be on me and the he will come. I'm not focusing on a man and then I'll just adjust. Nah, let me say that again. Make the main thing the main thing. Your health should be the main thing. We cannot build um, our health around our desire to attract the opposite sex, to even get or keep a man. Because what happens when he leaves? And sometimes they do. What happens if they cheat? Because sometimes they do. What is wrong with you? I know men are visual creatures, and they like what what they like, but I'm a sensible creature, and I like what I like, and I like my health. I like my independence. I like my well-being. Those things supersede my desire to be attractive to the opposite sex. I invited a young lady one time. This was recently. I invited a young lady to exercise with me, and she told me, girl, you too skinny. I'm not trying to be that skinny. I'm not trying to lose no weight. I have finally got fine." And guess what? She's also been to the emergency room at least five times in the last 12 months and not even 40 years old. Come on, sis. You finally got fine. But are you healthy, though? We worry about the wrong thing. You too skinny. Who said you're going to end up as thin as me? Y'all know I like to tell stories, right? (laughs) Okay, so some years back, a friend of mine got free tickets to the Miss Mississippi pageant. She nor I had never been before, and we had no idea of what to expect. But I was pleasantly surprised at the production and the quality of the event. I was even more impressed at the resume of the contestants. I watched the ladies on stage, so beautiful, so graceful, so elegant, and uh, and I made notes of who stood out the most, the ones that looked the best, at least to me. And at the end of the pageant, I was about, okay, well, let me see. At the time of the pageant, not the end of the pageant, at the time of the pageant, I was about five, seven and a half. Don't forget my half, okay? And I weighed about 155 pounds. But I noticed that a lot of the women that I thought looked really nice were my same height or taller. They were five seven five eight. They weighed 135, 120, and a couple even weighed like 115. So I was determined at the end of the pageant that I was going to go home and lose some weight. I was going to lose at least 30 pounds. My goal weight was 125. So... I, what I did, I decreased my junk food I stopped drinking sodas. I stopped eating candy And I decided to eat once a day I said, I'm going to eat dinner at night with my son Okay. Now, because I was younger The weight started dropping pretty quick However, I hadn't shared my goal with no one I hadn't told the people that I was working with or anything And um, when I started losing my weight They started to get worried When I weighed myself And I was about 135 you know, because I was trying to get down about 10 more pounds. I was about 10 pounds away from my goal weight. When I was down to 135, I thought I was the sexiest thing on planet Earth. 10 more pounds to go and I'm going to be lit. Right. I went to work one day and one of the pharmacists sat down with me and decided to have a heart to heart discussion about my eating disorder. I was like, wait, like, wait, what? <laughs> you think I have a What? You think I have an eating disorder? She was like, yeah, but it's okay. It's nothing to be ashamed of. I had an eating disorder when I was in college. And, you know." And then she began to talk to me about body dysmorphia and mental illness and the pressures women face about being thin. I was like, hold on, sis. I don't have an eating disorder. I don't have body dysmorphia. I don't have a mental illness. I just picked a random weight and started going on a diet because I liked the way the women looked at the Miss Mississippi pageant. <laughs> you know so after an intense discussion it pretty got it got kind of pretty intense because she didn't believe me she thought i was in denial and all the things you know we actually was able to laugh about it she told me she said you know what well you're just too thin and you look sick and you look unhealthy and because we didn't see you eating anymore you used to eat junk all the time you used to eat lunch we didn't see you eating anymore we just assumed you would become anorexic I was like, okay, I appreciate I appreciate you looking out for me, but I'm not anorexic. So that weekend, I went home to talk to my parents, visit my parents, and I discussed it with them. And I thought we were gonna have a laugh, but guess what? My parents were like, oh, well, we were worried about you too. My mama said, I thought you had AIDS. My dad said, I thought you had cancer. I was like, what? They both said you look sick. We were wondering who was gonna have to take care of Jay. So when I went back home, I took a good look in the mirror and I started back eating my junk food (laughs) because I was like, well, dang, everybody around here think I'm dying. What's the point you're trying to make, Ron? The point I'm trying to make is I was trying to be like somebody else. Instead of just looking in the mirror and finding out what would be a good weight for me, I looked at somebody else. I looked at their stats on paper and said, Well, if she's 5'8 and she weighs 115 pounds, back gummit. I'm 5'7 and I have, I can weigh 125. I got down to 135 and people thought I was anything from anorexic to having AIDS to having cancer. It wasn't. It wasn't a good fit for me. I had to be the healthiest version for me. And that's what we all have to do. Your vegan journey or your health journey may not lead you to be as thin as me. Just as mine may not lead me to be as thin as somebody else. We all have to be the healthiest version of ourselves. That should always be our goal. Let me say it again. To become the healthiest version of you. So stop looking at me saying, oh, I don't want to be vegan because I don't want to be as skinny as you. Sis, you may not ever get this thin. Don't worry about how thin I am. Are you healthy? Don't ever look at somebody and say, I don't want to look like you. What are you healthy? Can you breathe? Can you bend over? Can you tie your shoes? What is your blood pressure? What is your cholesterol? Are you visiting the emergency room? Can you walk up a flight of stairs? That's what you need to concern yourself with. We all know someone who seemed to have died suddenly. But did they really die suddenly? Or did their body give them several warning signs? After another warning sign. After another warning sign. Do you suffer from migraines? Warning sign. Hmm? Just simply taking medication is not solving the problems. It's just masking it. Do you suffer from um, shortness of breath? Warning signs. Taking a nebulizer treatment, using an inhaler, make, doing some breathing exercises, only mastic symptoms. Do you have chronic constipation, diarrhea, abdominal pain, high blood pressure, swelling ankles, warning sign, warning sign, warning sign. And then something happens. we like, oh, it happened suddenly. No, it didn't, sis. You've been getting warning signs. But we were like, oh, well, you know, that's normal. It's not normal. Those are warning signs. Who cares if you have a Coca-Cola body shape, if you can't stand up for 15 to 20 minutes without being tired? Who cares if you can command the attention of all the men in the room, if you can't bend over and tie your shoes or cross your legs or walk up a flight of stairs if the elevator isn't working, if your blood pressure, your cholesterol, or your A1C is consistently elevated? You shouldn't want a flat stomach to attract a man. Because if you don't obtain the flat stomach, you will start to say things like, well, this man got to have to love me for who I am. I love me who for who I am. I accept me for who I am. Uh, and, and all of that. No, no, don't think of it as I need a flat stomach. Think of it as I need to reduce belly fat because I love me. I love me the way that I am, but I love me too much to stay the way that I am. So I need to remove this excess belly fat so I can become the healthiest version of myself. I love myself too much to remain unhealthy. Your stomach may not ever be flat, and that's okay. You may never be as skinny as me, and that's okay. I may never be as skinny as the next person, and that's okay too. I'm going to say it again. We should all strive to be the healthiest version of ourselves that we can possibly be. We should not um, just strive to live a for display purposes only life. Snatching waste and masking symptoms and overlooking warning signs will only give us get us so far. We shouldn't want to just be out here living shallow. Don't get me wrong. Wear your spanks if you must. <laughs> wear your spanks if you must, sis. But don't forget to keep working until you no longer need them. Mm. fake it till you make it but don't forget to make it thanks for listening i hope you were blessed by today's podcast please take the time to subscribe on whichever platform you listen today and if you happen to be listening on apple please rate us five stars Then hop on over to social media and say hi. We're the Cultivated Vegan Everywhere on Instagram, on Facebook, and yes, even TikTok. Because why? (laughs) Your girl happens to be funny. (laughs) From my heart to your home, here's wishing peace, love, and wellness to all of the fun-loving, salt-of-the-earth, melanated queens that you are.